0: Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hello there, pally. There he is. Headphones, mic, let's go.
1: We're fine, don't worry about a thing. Welcome to the family with...
0: (laughs) Doug Sprinthal. Sarah Sprinthal. Oh, hi. (laughs) The Huntress, Catherine Brandt.
2: Andy Brandt-Bernard.
0: Melissa Bernard
2: there you have it oh there are three couples
1: on the show today what do you yeah. think of that action well
0: let's start fighting
1: <laughs> listen you that'll be
3: next week i think <laughs> that'll be next week yeah well it could come up very quickly as a matter do of fact you about. want to have breakfast
1: do Get i it.
2: look like i want breakfast <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll be right back kick things off with the family You Whoops! Know. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to go through some stuff here. Sorry about that. What are you gonna do? Yes, anyway, I... Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group,
3: Walzer.com. You know, um, people have been asking me if we're open, and yes, we are. We're gonna roll out something that we're gonna talk about later today with the marketing director from Walzer on car selling secrets. And it has it's called Walzer to you. We figured we we were pretty much there anyway because we stopped negotiating car deals 20 years ago. We can do the almost the entire process online. Uh, we can even set up uh, test drives at your house, and we can set up deliveries at your house too if you don't want to come into the dealership. Surprisingly enough, some people are still comfortable about coming in. We I looked at the numbers this morning. We talked about it on the morning show. We sold 70 cars yesterday in the Twin Cities, which is mm-hmm. it's off from what it normally is, but it's pretty good. And I've been giving out my email address, and I've got probably nine or ten people that have contacted me since yesterday saying, deals sound really great, Um, who should I talk to, so on and so forth. If you have questions, email me at Doug If you're interested in this uh, home delivery sales process, I think it'll be up later today. Uh, The drop-dead date is tomorrow for sure. It's called Walzer to you, and it will be on uh, every Walzer website across the company. That's what I got.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group at (laughs) Walser.com. That's my snazzy delivery. What do you think of that? That's really good. I need to figure out how to make something bigger because somebody just sent me a document and I can't see the finish of the document because they didn't center it on the page.
0: And I, Word, it's on WordPad, which I don't know. Oh, that's, what is Word WordPad?
1: Pad?
3: Well, that's the starter thing you get it's, with a base yeah. Microsoft product. It's it's one step up from Morse code and smoke signals. Yeah, it doesn't open office documents
2: very well.
0: Yeah, I tried to increase the tabs on the top, and it won't let me. Well, so it ain't
2: either one.
0: I think you should tell them to send it in another format. What
1: if I just tell them, leave me the hell alone? That's what I would like to tell him. Yeah, Just send it maybe. over like a normal human, for Christ's sake.
0: I know it's ridiculous.
1: Maybe if I printed it out. No, it's not going to print out properly, is it? Uh, I don't
0: know. Try to try to print it. Maybe you can. Sh- I, I I don't think. Yes, so.
1: Sarah. Once you show up and cause other problems, way <laughs> to go.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Way, way to go, sister.
3: <laughs> In any case, so what's happening? Well, the the Catholic Church shut down all the churches what yesterday, honey?
4: Well, that's not the way yeah. they like to say it. Well,
3: how would how would they he, She's the communications director now.
4: They suspended masses for 2 weeks in all 50 states. I guess I don't yeah, know if it's 2 weeks that. in all 50 states, but in Minnesota it is. And it's a Yeah,
0: they've done that in a lot of churches. It's a already. crushing
4: crushing blow. It's hard.
0: I know. But
4: in our church, at least the church is still open. 24 hours a day for prayer, for adoration. We still do have reconciliation, which is really important to people.
3: Okay, tell people that aren't Catholics what what reconciliation is. Not everybody knows
4: what that is. Well, it's confession. Um, There are certain times, different times for confession in in every church. Um, I'm assuming all churches have confession. I don't know that, but I would certainly assume that they do. I mean, I'm saying that all in Catholic churches, I'm assuming that Catholic churches still hold confessions, even though Masses have been suspended. I don't know that. Check your church. Um, but again, the church is still open for prayer, for adoration. But it, it is a crushing blow to not have Mass. Mass is, is really, really important to people. But luckily, there are a lot of ways to still have uh, to watch Mass, to stream it. Which again isn't the same thing, but um, it is still available. So in two weeks, Archbishop Hebdo will re-examine the situation and and see if uh, he can pull the suspension. But um, again, we'll have to see. But it, it's hard. It's a big deal. It's it's yeah. it's a big deal. So that's what's going on in my work world. And right now, everybody's working from home, but. That's it. That's what I've got.
1: That's everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had very exciting news this morning on the Cakey Morning Show. I was sitting doing the show, and Catherine shows up, sits down, and she's got uh, four rolls of toilet paper that she found at the CVS. Yep. What
0: do you think of that? but they're sad, tiny rolls, and they're two ply. Oh no! So, I mean, it's a score. It's, it is still a score. It's it a counts. big score. Big score. It's yeah. It, but it's not. It's not what I was hoping. I was hoping for a good, you know, twenty-four mega pack. But
3: so no Taco Tuesday for you guys.
0: <laughs> but it was hilarious. I'm walking. I'm walking Ooh. back from CVS, and people are like, "Toilet paper? Toilet paper? Where'd you get the toilet paper? Hey man, where'd you get the toilet paper?" I'm like, "Oh my God, it's like, it's like crack."
3: Yeah, for real. Something like that. <laughs> you know, that is the downside like of social media, right? Because if that had just started in one little town, whether it's it Midgee yeah. or the Huntsville, yep. Alabama, you'd never hear about it. But
2: yep. now somebody said, we're
3: out of toilet paper in Winslow, Arizona. Oh, crap. I hadn't thought about
0: <laughs> that. We better go get toilet paper. Well, yeah, and I was, dri- I was driving out of the garage, and I saw a woman that looked like she had toilet paper. said, <laughs> I said, oh, God. I said Oh, I said, "Oh my God, is it toilet paper!" She's like, "No, just so, paper towels." How do you look like you have toilet
3: paper. You just have a, well, glow about it, you that has an absence of hemorrhoids. No, no or... she,
0: had, she had those packages that you know you could tell that there was paper products oh, in there, I but can, I didn't I, know what it was. Mm. So she said it, it's at Aldi, and I'm like, "Okay." So I ran over to Aldi, and they did have paper towels, and they had uh, t- uh, tissues, but they did not have any. Well, toilet I was at Aldi.
4: I was at Aldi yesterday and they had toilet paper, sweet, sweet, four ply.
0: Mm.
4: And they they also had a sign. Yeah, they also had a sign that said a limit of two paper products per person. Smart. They also had uh, a sign that said two canned goods per person. And I said, well, I, Mm. I didn't know I should be worried about canned goods. And there were yes, people, people all over the canned goods. I, and I, I mm-hmm. now they got me worried about things I didn't know I should be worried about. See, and Dan, Dan it's Dan Chesky, I know Dan, he, Dan Chesky called me
3: yesterday and apparently people are trying to hoard pontoon boats. He's said
2: big problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just in case yes, you just so stay away start. from all your problems. Yeah,
0: well I, I was talking to the guy, the one of the stocking guys at Aldi and I said I said, Well, I don't understand why is there why are there still no, no why is there no toilet paper? And he said, I said, the hoarders have everything, right? They're done. They're all hoarded up. They've got it all. And um, he said, uh, to tell you the truth, I see the same people come in here every Mm -hmm. single morning at 8 p.m. and they buy as many of the paper products as they are allowed every single day. I don't know if they're selling them to the neighbors or if they're just hoarding. They just can't stop hoarding. And I was in the grocery store. Nobody has eggs either. There's yep. no, e- no. There are no eggs. But, but oh. there were some eggs yeah, this morning. Nice. And huh. people are buying two to three dozen eggs. It's like, you don't. how many do eggs got? do you need? You can't freeze them. You can't them. freeze them. Well, yeah. right. And
4: the sad part is is almost all of those eggs are going to go bad. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. They they they're
3: not going to be able to eat them. They're
0: overbuying. And they're you know, it would be really? fun. We should get our no. teenagers
3: together because they don't have anything to do. We'll go out in egg houses and teepee people. <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. She I'm, she I'm so Pulling that. it
0: down <laughs> from the trees and it to use it. Away.
3: That's right. They'd try to wrap it back
4: up. <laughs> 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 it doesn't work. It's all, all wet from the eggs. You terrible team. But I'm trying yeah. to think of what they didn't have. They didn't <clears throat> have any. Um,
2: bread. They, At least. In, they, in
4: Actually, no, they were good I've for been, bread. I've been able to find bread. Ivy was yep. out of bread. Bread's okay. Yeah. Oh. They had um, most most things they were pretty good <clears throat> on. And people were being pretty normal. They didn't have a ton of people in there. And people weren't hoarding the TP. They were just, every once in a while, people grabbed one. They were pretty good. But
3: I I went to CUB yesterday to pick up a couple of things, and I thought, you know, maybe I should buy the stuff that we might actually need if one of us gets sick, which is, like, ibuprofen and cough medicine. Yeah, that's all gone. Yeah, it's
4: all gone.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Actually, there was a study. Yeah, you're not supposed to take Advil. Yeah, Advil. yeah, I read that, to and then tylenol. they said, oh, never
3: mind, you can take it. So I don't know. I was looking for both, and there was uh, neither, so I'm just going to use scotch. In fact, I started already. <laughs> there you go. Scotch. It's called, started, give, it's, give, it's give, called give. Proflac. Hey,
0: what's 40 years right, ago Andy? on that? Yeah, I got a good head <laughs> yeah. start. The, what's, what's the Minnesota company that's a uh, uh, brewery or a distillery or something, and they're making f- hand sanitizer? They're uh, making for a Yeah, of those. Hand, hand sanitizer, is, and they're giving it away to health care facilities or something yeah did anybody hear about that
3: there, i've heard i didn't know it was one in minnesota but i've heard about yeah four or it's five a minnesota company ones. is it phillips by andy
0: name? maybe you can googly woogly it maybe i think it's a tiny yeah a, a tiny one it was I, I think it was on the national news actually was, and yeah I was like,
2: there's the one in oregon there's one in morrisville vermont uh, so they're smaller ones they're not big was national minnesota. names of course.
0: Yeah, it's like smaller distilleries that can't, um, yeah. because mm-hmm. they clo- clo- I don't know if they've closed down the bars everywhere, but a lot of places have just closed down the bars. And a lot of those, you know, small distilleries and breweries, they can't serve because they don't, you know, right. they, so they have nothing to do. So they were like, well, we know how to make alcohol, so we'll just make alcohol yeah. and give it away.
2: Uh, Duluth Distillery, Canal do. Park Distillery. Okay, good for them. So there you go.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. I think that's great.
1: There you have it. Oh, yeah. What time did we start, Andy? Because I, I was sitting and doing other stuff. What time did we we start well, this cycle? Nine oh. minutes right now. So right at fifteen. Yeah. Or, excuse me. Right at seventeen.
5: Mm.
1: Yes. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to thirty-two, and then I'll be right on. Everything will be. Go- oh, listen to this now. <clears throat> How Minnesota's pets are handling their humans' COVID nineteen work from home routine. They're
2: probably happy.
1: And it shows a dog yawning. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That was pretty good. I think they actually started it because dogs are immune. It's like, okay, I can have them
0: home all the time. And isn't that interesting? How long has this COVID nineteen been around? A month? Like Mm. we've known about it for like a month.
3: Yeah, it's been on our radar a month. I think the first case in China was in late November, December.
0: I think they said yeah. When it was back when it was the Wuhan virus. Um, they were saying that dogs were um carriers, and dogs could get it. And oh. pe- I guess people in China were actually throwing their pets off of balconies. That's how terrified oh, everybody was. Mm. So, I mean, you, you just see this, you know, tr- misinformation, how it can just spread worse than a virus. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. to me.
1: No, I would agree with you on that whole deal. Well, I, I don't know. You you sit here and you look out the window and everything looks normal except for, of course, when you see pictures of Times Square or the Strip in Vegas. There's nobody
3: there.
2: Yeah. Whoa. Here's That's the weird really psychological
3: hairy. thing for me personally that I've noticed. You know, I'm spending a lot, lot of most of the days at home now, which you normally in your working life the only time you do that is when you're sick. So there's part of me that's kind of acting like I'm sick, you know, I'm not moving around that much. I'm like, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with me. I should get out and do something. We went for a walk the other day. It was just wonderful. Mm -hmm. But even I look out the window, and I know all my neighbors home, but I don't see anybody. Of course, it's kind of crappy out today. It is. Other than the one dog walker guy. We've got a guy in our neighborhood, and him and his old dog, they must put on about 40 miles a day. (laughs) They're always out there. It's just cool.
1: Well, that's a good... See, now you're talking. Now everything's... Good. So, do you really think this is... I, actually, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. He lives in Toronto. hmm And he was basically told back home, because the border is closed now between the United States and Canada, and he was told unless he can find a flight home in the next two, three days, he cannot come home until August. Wow. Mm. <laughs> How would you like that? You can't even go home. Because of this whole situation, I don't know. Hopefully, he'll
3: find a he'll find a flight back. He can probably <laughs> you I don't could know make they, it though. Couldn't you take an Uber to Toronto and kind of sneak over? Yeah, it's really. not like the borders that secure. So
4: they're they're well, letting true. residents back in.
3: I guess not. Well, the problem is it's not
1: letting them back in. It's the fact that no Canadians are coming here, so therefore there's no airplanes to take back there. So what well, about the ones home.
4: who I know that there's. Yeah. Um, where my ex-in-laws spend every um, winter down in Vero Beach I know that there is a Mm -hmm. large contingent of Canadians down there that they have their their cars shipped down there and then Mm -hmm. they have them shipped back up there and then they fly back up to Canada every April so what about those cats I mean you'd be stuck yeah, I mean, I want. They might yeah. be stuck and They yeah, only they're... have their places rented every six months, every winter. Well, I have to
1: drive home, I guess. They'll have to drive home, I guess. Yeah, they'll but have to drive home. But if, Does that mean they'll let them across the border? That's what I mean.
4: I if the border's closed, I wonder what their
1: situation's
4: yeah. going to oh,
0: be. I think Moon yeah, lives no, down there. The Canadians there. are so nice. If they come up there and go, hey. <laughs> the Canadians hey. are
1: nice. Come on, you hey.
0: You
4: know me. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> come on, let me in. <laughs> come on, man. Take <laughs> my temperature. <laughs> I'll isolate myself, I swear. Moon lives
3: near Vero oh, Beach. The Maybe they could just bunk up with him. He's a friendly guy. I didn't know. I thought
0: Boone was up pan in the panhandle. Hand. Huh? Oh,
3: that's right. You're right. I'm He's sorry. up in Destin or
4: dustin other
0: side there. of the yeah.
4: state. The
1: other yeah. side of the world from there. Yeah. Never mind. Stupid idea. Yeah. You know. Same so, state. So
4: anyway, oh. what I wonder what's so. going to happen to all those people. Yeah. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, like, I don't know. They're not going to want to
0: stay down there in the summer, ish. I got gas yesterday too, and it was like Aww. twenty dollars to fill the tank. Oh, I know. <laughs> I gas actually is got nothing. in the car and turned it on to make sure it was real. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I was wow. like, how, why, how, how could it only be $20? It's so cheap.
1: It is a lot less expensive now, there's no doubt about it. How long do you guys, are you guys here in this is is it really going to be till July or August, you think, or is it going to be a little quicker than
3: that? Well, I, you know, there's so much information out there, it's, which is fascinating. Our curve so is still going at, up. If you look at China, there are no new cases. And, and mm-hmm. Wuhan, right. they're going back right. to work. Mm-hmm.
4: Their curve is so, going down. Yeah. There's, I don't know. Got it figured out finally, but.
1: Yeah. So that was three and a half months, right? Well, yeah. I mean, basically, let's go four months because of the end of November. We'll go December, January, February. Well, no, it's three and a half months. It is. It would be three and a half months because it was the right. end of November that first heard about it. So basically, we would have about three months left. So that would be April, May, yeah, middle of June.
0: Well, aren't our numbers going up too because they've got the tests the and tests, they're actually, yeah. actually testing yeah, I mean, people? So we really don't up? know what this means, right? Yeah, I think yeah, I don't.
4: But we started, you know, doing the social distancing and everything, I think earlier. We probably,
3: compared to China, we than probably they did. did.
4: Yeah. We started the yeah, quarantining, that's very true. we yep. started everything earlier, but uh, who knows?
1: We will take a break. Be right back. More with the family right after this. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael.
3: Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy.
1: So you're splitting the tab at lunch or pitching in on a gift for a coworker? Maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee and you need to settle up now. What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days. But how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button without the hassle of a middleman what's the answer michael
5: the x-check
3: app brought to you by your local community bank it's safe secure and simple to use the XCheck check app simply add a new contact by entering their name phone number and email into the app enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer to accept the payment the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email.
1: X-Check, safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. in 2020 and let 2020 be your best year yet with lasik at whiting clinic
2: lasik results may vary talk to your whiting clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential
1: we are back ladies and gentlemen and much like at night when i kiss her goodnight, when my wife tells me she loves me she has really good news for you guys too ah
0: what Look at you, tying things what in. What do you think
1: of that tie in?
0: Amazing. Mm. Seriously.
1: So, give them the good news, honey.
0: What? Oh. oh. What the, do you mean, what? The, the <laughs> Daily Mail. This is a tweet from the Daily Mail, which is a UK um, mm-hmm. newspaper. Death rates of coronavirus may be half initial estimates by World Health Chiefs promising study fines.
2: Well, that be good. The death
0: rate of coronavirus may be half of what World Health Chiefs expected it to be, according to a study. International researchers compiled data on coronavirus cases in Wuhan, the Chinese city of 11 million people, where the deadly disease emerged in December 2019. They found that overall, the number of people who died after getting sick with the coronavirus was 1.4%. That's pretty low. So this 3.54% that they've been predicting... I think we can maybe relax a little bit.
2: Hmm. Well, that the good, death rate it? of the
0: regular flu is about 0.1%. Right. And we had over, what, 70,000 people died just this year in the United States of, mm-hmm. of the regular flu? I think it's, right? yeah.
3: I think
1: it's 65,000,
0: something. No, it's higher than that. I know that.
1: Is it? Yeah, dog. Well, we sorry, have our David guest on, on the phone. phone. I had some bad news. Right. Of, I'm sorry.
5: We'll talk about it later.
1: Okay, we'll talk about it in the next second. That'll be good.
5: John, how are you this morning? Hi. I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there, considering the uh, self-quarantining circumstance we all find ourselves in.
1: Oh, there is. At least you've got metal to listen to, so that's good.
5: Don't we all have metal to listen to?
1: I hope so. I hope we all do, because <laughs> I, you know, anybody would, no, nah, never mind. I was going to say something that was, was going to sound very sexist, but I, I won't say it.
0: Thank you, honey.
1: Not a problem. Thank you. How about if I just say, well, everybody has a level of testosterone, so that wouldn't be an insult. Well, I guess. Right,
5: chick dig metal. Some anyway.
1: My wife not so much. <laughs> your wife not so much, John. John, do you say your name Whiterhorn or Weederhorn? Uh,
5: it's Weederhorn.
1: It is Weederhorn. I want to make sure. Uh, John Weederhorn, ladies and gentlemen, promoting the book "Raising Hell: Backstage Tales from the Lives of Metal Legends." I got very lucky, John. I've been in the radio business for forty-nine years, except for about a five or six-year stint when I worked for Capitol Records. So I got to be around a lot of really, really great... These people, first of all, I think people need to understand, are really decent human beings. I love working with Metal acts. they They're hard-working people. They work their ass off, as a matter of fact, and tend to be really decent people, don't you think?
5: Yeah, I, I think they work extremely hard, and then, they, uh, at least in the past, they also played extremely hard um, in an extracurricular sense, not on stage. Well, sure. on stage as well, but... They like to party. They like to have a really good time. It's a it's a hedonistic form of music, and it's really all about celebration. But uh, that doesn't make you a bad person. You know, a lot of these guys are just the nicest people you'll ever meet.
1: They are. I, I will tell you one thing. I do love about metal because I've been a metal fan pretty much my whole life. I mean, I, could you consider MC5 to be metal? I suppose a little, maybe. I, I guess I don't know. That's
5: funny because uh, I did a book seven years ago uh, called "I Know I'm." We talked about this new one, but it kind of leads into the new one. The first book I did was, was, uh, it also had the Hell title in it. It was um, uh, Louder Than Hell, and uh, it was a definitive oral history of metal. And the first chapter was about the pre-metal acts, the the bands that that led to what uh, Black Sabbath eventually turned into this, stomping, doom-laden, uh, you know, mm-hmm. monoliths of, of sound. And, uh, yeah, you had bands like the Stooges and MC5 and Blue Cheer, who all, uh, all contributed their Loved part, it. and uh, certainly Jimi Hendrix and, and um, you know, other, other bands of, of that ilk, uh, the Cream, absolutely. So there were a lot of different facets that went into what metal started as and then what it has evolved into.
1: Wouldn't it be great if you remember the MC5, uh, Motor City 5, They were band from Detroit, MC stood for Motor City. Motor City 5, you go home, you visit your mom, and you say, Mom, we signed a new record deal. How great is that? She goes, ah, oh, really? Great. What's the name of the album? Uh, kick out the jams, mother effer. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I
1: wonder how Mom handled that. <laughs>
5: the beginning of that song is, is one of the greatest uh, intros of all of, time. Uh, <laughs> of all time. Of
1: all time, John, there's no doubt about it. You mentioned so many people when you, you just got Blue Cheer, highly underrated, summertime blues, one of the great songs of all time. Just took a took an old kind of, that was kind of country rock, wasn't it? Back in the 50s, I think.
5: Yeah, uh, and of course The Who yeah. performed it and rocked it yep. up. But when, when Blue Cheer yep. uh, took the reins, they just overdosed on the feedback and, and turned it into this, this uh, juggernaut, just a <laughs> really fierce and, uh, and and you know wonderfully ferocious uh, uh, piece of, of sound, which is just great.
1: Now, you mentioned already, of course, uh, Black Sabbath, and I still remember Dan Aykroyd on Saturday Night Live pretending he was an AM and an FM disc at the same time, so on AM, when he was on AM, he'd be going, hey, ladies and gentlemen, got a great thing going on today, and we'll be right back after this commercial, and then he'd go on FM and go, War Black Sabbath. <laughs> Remember when disc jockeys totally changed their—they changed their delivery based on metal. Remember that? Yeah. Well, you'll
5: still—you'll still hear it if uh, you tune into, you know, a, a metal station that specifically plays metal. Uh, when you listen to <laughs> DJs between uh, between songs, when when they're when they're talking or, or you know, watch old episodes of Headbangers Ball. Uh, and and listen to the people introducing, their talk like this, and now we've got a new killer track by Cannibal Corpse, and these guys are so kick-ass, and it's just it's really funny, but uh, it's it part is of persona, you know.
1: It is, it, it absolutely is. What drew you to it, John? Is there one song? Because I guess it probably would have been. You know, certainly jimmy hendrix uh but but blue cheers summertime blues probably went man look what they did with that song it it really caught my attention was there mm-hmm. one song in your life that you kind of went hey i love this
5: man um you know i always i always uh gravitated towards the electric guitar and uh the aggressiveness of of the drums and the, and the vocals and I discovered Led Zeppelin and, and the Who and mm-hmm. you know, before I discovered metal. Um, but I'd say I'd say it was uh Paranoid by Black Sabbath, uh, from from the album of the same name. Which was originally the album was originally called War Pigs, which is why it has that right. weird warrior on the on the cover and then they changed the name and it made no sense. But uh the album was, was amazing. As much as I loved the first Black Sabbath album, which was, you know, a real uh, entrenchment of this new sound. Um, I think they just took it to to new levels with the second record.
1: You know what's interesting about War Pigs is, I they play that song. They play the hell out of that song to this day. War mm. Pigs gets a lot of airtime, but I remember the first couple of times I heard it. I, I thought to myself. I don't know if I'm depressed or really pissed off, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What is? It? They just I've always, I suppose, being a teenage boy, though, that you're kind of feeling that in your veins anyway, aren't you?
5: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's where the music was directed at, at the outset, and I think still where it, where it impacts greatly. Um, the one thing that's interesting about metalheads, though, is uh, a lot of them. Get you know uh, obsessed with this music, ensconced in it, and it's not a it's not a short term thing. They they really become lifelong fans of metal and uh, real devotees to these certain bands that they that they develop attachments to. So it's not a short lived thing. Like oh, I like this pop band for five minutes, and, and uh, hey, there's a hip hop group that's pretty cool. Let's check them out. Oh, they're no pop no longer popular. You know, let's let's see what's going on in indie rock. Um, metal fans are right. are really devoted and. And I think it's partially because metal gives the people who, who listen to it who need it a real sense of, of unity and uh, communion and, and empowerment that uh is in a positive way, uh, gives them a sense of self worth where maybe they were uh having some, some doubts, uh, insecurities and uh that often, you know, manifests itself uh when kids are teenagers and, and there's yes. all that testosterone and, and uh insecurity flowing so um but it it, you know it can certainly carry through i think there's a lot of insecurity to be dealt with in uh in these times and uh it's interesting too during tough times i think some of the best metal is created
1: well i think you're absolutely right about that as a matter of fact back in the 60s to give you an, an example john of what i'm talking about i was 12 years old when the beatles broke in america so you kind of have an idea how old i am now and to this day, and maybe it's because of our, you know, current situation with the coronavirus, COVID uh, nineteen, or whatever. But to this day, if I hear you got another thing coming by Judas Priest driving a car, I accelerate. I don't even know <laughs> I'm doing it. All of a sudden, I'm driving fast as hell. So it still works, John. It, it does still work.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's it's the, something that definitely gets the blood pumping. That's for sure. Especially those those classic songs. It's a a little bit different when you're dealing with death metal and black metal and everything is just so fast and such a blur of sound that uh you know it could encourage you to drive so fast that uh you lose control of the car so it's probably better to take it half
1: speed we have doug sprinthal in the the studio as well doug is a guitar player damn good guitar player too doug did you ever play in a metal band
5: no
3: you know i never did it's interesting listening to you guys talk about this because there's always these arguments about who was the first metal band, but I think you guys right. are actually right. There is no real first; it's all just evolutionary. And you were talking about War Pigs, and there's a uh, there's a Jethro Tull tune. It's Aqualung, that really sounds kind of a lot like War Pigs, and it was just like yeah. a year early. So you wonder if those guys didn't influence these guys. That and, it, and it's cool. It, it's, oh, actually,
5: uh, not to interrupt you, but uh, Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath. Uh, played with with Jeff for for a little while. He was invited to join the band, Amazing. and he's very, he took it very seriously. <laughs> this was when Black Sabbath was still called Earth, and then uh, he decided, Nah, I really want to do my own thing, wow. but only if my guys take it dead seriously and we really really go for it. And and they did. And. You know, they became the legend
3: that is Black Sabbath. It's, it's a, that's an interesting story that I didn't know. I was, we were bored last night, and my wife and I was also a musician. Wound up watching Rick Wakeman interviews, and he's talking oh, about all yeah. the people that he played with in the '60s and on all these albums, and, and, and hanging out. He's really, really funny, actually, and mm. not really a metal person. But, but uh, you know, England, the music scene was very small, but it was it really cross pollinated pretty well, I think. Yeah,
5: absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think. I think that is true. John, there was one back in, um, there was a movie out called Cruisin'. It was about a cop undercover trying to catch a guy who's killing gay men in gay bars in New York, and a lot of them were metal bars back then. And there was a... What uh, what are you saying, Tom? I'm I'm just talking about the soundtrack for the album. I mean, excuse me, the album uh, for the movie, the soundtrack for the movie, the album is phenomenal. Because they have all these great bands <laughs> playing on it, including there's an all-black metal band that was fantastic, but I can't remember the name of it. It was all African-American guys, and they just kicked ass. You know what I'm talking about,
3: John?
5: Yeah, I do actually. Um, oh, you I do? Think of the name, there was there was a band called Black Death. It was the first black band I'd heard <laughs> of that uh, that played kind of a thrashy form of metal in the '80s. Can't remember where they were from. But um, that movie was was really transformative for a lot of people, I think, because Absolutely. metal was not something that was associated with gay culture. It was such a masculine form of music, and back then there was an awful lot of mis- of, of uh, homophobia involved with it. And yet, it's interesting because uh, there there's a lot of things about metal that that, that embrace um, aspects of gay culture, S and M, uh, and. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Jews priests were were monumental in uh, uh, kind of forming the look and feel and vibe of of the new wave of British heavy metal. And um, of course, their frontman Rob Halford was was gay and is gay and mm-hmm. couldn't come out until years and years later because it was just too risky. Everybody felt, including I guess him, um, which is so sad. Um, I've talked to him and. And he said that was that was one of the reasons why he drank so heavily and was, was doing lots of cocaine, because he just uh, he felt caged.
1: Yeah, it makes total sense. Great idea, John Lederhorn, Raising Hell, Backstage Tales from the Lives of Metal Legends. I love the music myself. Great talking to somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about, too, because not a lot of people know metal as well as they think they do.
5: Well, the great thing about metal is... is uh, you can embrace it as much as you want to. You can listen to it peripherally when you're pissed off, or you can take a deep dive and, and discover its uh, 50-year history. Um, and there have been a lot of changes. The one thing my my biggest biggest pet peeve is people will say, "Oh, it all sounds the same. Every metal band no. does the same thing. Every song sounds the same." And these guys can't play. I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, some <laughs> some of this playing is, is uh, as as close to virtuosic classical music is a lot of uh, modern rock gets, and, and you have to practice for hours and hours and hours on end in order to develop that kind of agility on a, uh, on a, a guitar fretboard. I mean, it's not, it doesn't have the complexity of jazz necessarily, or the chord structures, but it's a different, it's a different type of uh, complexity that, that uh, you know, requires an awful lot of skill.
1: No doubt about it. John, come back again. I'd love to talk more about metal with you. It was great sure, having you on. Sure, really enjoyed Thank it. You. Have a good day, sir. You too. We will be back right after the break with the family. On the first part of the journey.
3: It's as high as I can get my voice, man. How stoned do you think these guys are when they decided that oh, this God. would be should be on the radio? <laughs> it's a it did pretty song. well. I couldn't agree. It more. did really well, but it was terrible.
0: I've got a little news for Sarah. Yes, ma'am. Sarah. There's going to be a um worldwide rosary praying today thing. See okay. Pope Francis oh, yeah. and Catholics around the world mm. today at four PM Eastern time. Great. That's and great. then it has a it has a little graphic on how to pray the rosary. Mm-hmm. I grew up Catholic and I guess I never knew how to pray the <laughs> properly? <laughs> I just thought it was Our Father's and Hail Mary's. you put your Hail left Mary's. hand
3: in, you put your left hand out, you put... Oh, yeah, wait a minute. It's yeah. kind of complex,
2: <laughs> that's for sure.
0: I don't even know a lot of this stuff. That's you just go right. bead by
2: bead. Each small bead is Hail Mary and something else.
0: Um, thank so, you. you <laughs> supposed to meditate Our on the fa- mystery. Yep. Our fathers I don't even ones. know what a mystery yeah. is. Lots of mysteries. <laughs> Say the glory be? Yep. What's the glory be?
4: Glory be to the Father that. and the Son and the Holy glory Spirit be to the Father, as it yeah. was in the beginning, is now and shall be. Oh, open. I do know that. You know okay. that one. No.
0: <coughs> Say the O My Jesus prayer requested by Mary. Mm. Announce the second mystery. Oh, my word. God, we need an organ and I, would, I would, I would need a yeah, cheat really. sheet the entire time. Welcome to Catholic <laughs> Nothing Hour. Nothing wrong with a cheat sheet. I would need Everybody
4: a cheat sheet. Everybody needed a cheat sheet, sheet at once. It's yes. the people that think everybody's supposed to know it that are wrong. <clears throat> Everybody needed a cheat this. sheet the first time.
0: Yeah, because I think my father would actually really like this, so I'm going to yeah. call him after the podcast and tell him about it. Cool. Yeah you know he likes that jazz.
1: It's a good one. Oh, you know, I got to tell Sarah one thing. We we have uh, uh Catherine and I go to the the Episcopal church called Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. right? And then and, and the father was his name RJ.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Father RJ or Pastor RJ or whatever you call him. I don't know what you call those people, but a very young guy, really really good, does a great great uh, job with the whole thing. But he <laughs> did this one day which Catherine and I thought was fantastic and kind of hooked us and and drew us in. Mhm. He said, and then he pauses, so there's a little pause in what I'm about to tell you. But he goes like this. As it says in the Bible, if your left eye offends thee, pluck it out and throw it away. Yikes.
3: (laughs) 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 We there's an episcopal <laughs> bishop here who's just he who's just about to retire and he was the guy is just he's the sweetest guy in the world. You can really tell he has a light, but he's got a killer sense of humor. So he comes into mm-hmm. our church and all this gear and stuff and he says, Kids, you wanna come up and touch my bishop stuff. He's giving him nice his stuff. hat and all this sort of stuff. And he just exactly goofs around. It. Don't be boring. That Stand up exactly and sing it. louder. He'll say stuff like that right in the middle of the service.
4: It's just great. Yeah, he's
3: great. We, we,
1: you know, I think it is a good thing that religions now have backed way up. Because when I was a kid growing up in the Catholic Church, man, it was uh, very severe, no doubt about it. I, I, I've i told the story before about when I was studying to do my first confession for my first communion Mm -hmm. and back then they didn't do communal uh or community confessions you had to go into the the little booth and (coughs) what's it called confessional yeah
4: there's not a lot of communal penance anymore either but i know what
0: you're talking about that's what you mean well
1: it's not like that anymore no
4: Uh
0: -uh. no they have a mass don't they forgiveness, oh, they have mass, a forgiveness or mass or something is that
1: what they call it well, well something like that.
4: i think you're talking about communal penance so everybody used to hang out together and then you'd all go up together for communal penance so everybody would like you said <laughs> go up together so but that's what you mean right
1: i think i don't, I don't know i bet that's I, what I, you're talking about but
4: anyway you were studying oh. for your first reconciliation right
1: yeah so okay. basically you're in, in normally you're in third grade right
4: Second or third. third grade, you do right, right? Yeah,
1: second or third. Yeah, second, I think you're right. Second grade. So I was probably five, might have turned six, because I started school really early. Okay. So I'm like six six years old, and the the bishop or the is that a bishop or an archbishop? Which is bigger? Arch. Yes. The arches. So this was a bishop. And he said, what you what you, boys and girls need to understand is that when you go to confession, you're not speaking to the priest. You're speaking directly to God because the priest is a conduit to God. And I said in a not a very loud voice, but loud enough for him to hear, no, he isn't. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, God, did I get... Did I get, I haven't changed at all, Doug. That's all I got to
0: tell you. I remember you. <laughs> when, when I was little, I thought the archbishop was like an evil bishop. Like uh, yeah, arch enemy. Yeah, because of, yeah, <laughs> of the cartoon. Because of the bishops.
2: Yeah. Arch enemy, archbishop. Like What's anti-Christ the difference I'm like, what? for bishops? Yeah, why do they
4: have mean bishops, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What? It's he looks happening. nice. I don't know. <laughs> nice guy. It's the hat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, i got to read a little bit of the song Lump from uh, Cruisin'. Uh, they get songs in there like Heat of the Moment, Loneliness, Spy Boy. When I close my eyes, I see blood, shake down, pull my string, and li- uh, lion's share. And then there's a group called Mutiny that did a song called Lump. And the, the lyric, the first couple of lines are, Lump, lump, can you move your rump? Can you cut the
3: funk? Mm. I'm guessing we've so moved away from the con- the conversation about confession. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to throw that out to you very, very quickly.
0: I know you can cut, cut the
4: funk.
1: I can cut the funk, man. It's unbelievable. You need to work on times.
4: your segues, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. i got to do that. Hey, the guy that wrote no summer, I was going to throw this
3: in on the last segment, but it, we didn't have the time. The guy that wrote Summertime Blues was from Albert Lee, Minnesota. Dwayne yeah. Eddy. I didn't know that. No, yeah, he was born in Albert Lee and... Yeah, that was one of his big songs, 20 Flight Rock, if you remember that song. It's a great rock and roll tune. Wait a he wrote that also.
1: Why would you live in Minnesota and get the summertime blues? There's plenty of time for blues in the winter in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Because summer's so short.
3: Yeah, maybe that's I it. I guess.
0: Good job,
1: yep. Cap. Oh, yeah, summertime blues is so short. Four seconds long. It's a possibility, but in any case, so that's, that's the whole deal we got. So we covered... Uh, uh, gay metal music and confession and uh, we got a lot of stuff going.
3: we got everything covered pretty good isn't and it and a little bit about we're all gonna die mm-hmm. it's funny are been, we all gonna I've die I've been running around talking to our younger general managers who ha- were not in the business during the recession and I said guys this is this feels a lot like what happened during the recession I don't think it's going to be as long which is good the only do- difference is in addition to going out of business or loo- losing our jobs no we're also worried about dying so <laughs> yeah anyway
1: I could see that to be the case we're all just worried about I, I don't know does this I haven't and people don't believe me, but I tell them, I have no fear of dying. If I die, I'm going to be dead. What am I going to know?
0: We'll see about that. Well,
1: you're not going to see because I'll be dead.
0: No, I mean, if you're like, you know, get some sort of... <clears throat> you know,
3: Help me! If you get, <laughs> exactly.
1: If
0: you get some sort of diagnosis, <laughs> I'm guessing I you'll change you your tune.
3: If you are going to cry like a baby. That's just my guess. you settle down there, Buster? <laughs> I'm
0: glad he said it.
3: Buster Brown. <laughs> I was filling in for you, Catherine. <laughs>
0: Thank you.
1: Yeah, it's great talking to both of you. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Andy, You want? I need to send you a new Nutrimo spot. We need to start running today because of the uh, COVID-19 situation. Do so I just send it to Tom Bernard Podcast, that website? Yep. Or that email, I mean? Yep. That's the one.
0: Yeah, send it to the website, right.
1: honey. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't think it clearly. Okay. So when you get it, Andy, would you put that one in its place for the second hour? I can do that. We're staying on top of all this as COVID-19 has kind of taken over our world right now. Sure but sure has. We're hearing some uh, much more positive, some better things, so that's good, right? Yeah, it is good. Um, I love it that. Do you, do you believe, though, here's the problem I have. Do you believe that the Chinese have no new cases or they are just lying?
2: <sighs> I don't know. Hard to tell. That,
3: that That's a pretty good question, actually. I, I think that... And this is just intuition. I think that that scared the crap out of them. They figured they'd better play ball with the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, probably because That's they're. Probably.
3: I mean, they're sending stuff to us. It's like you guys are going to need masks. Here's a couple million, and I mean, they're they're starting to play ball with the rest of the world. I think so. Hopefully, their reporting is accurate. Yes,
1: yeah, so that would be great. Now, Italy says that ninety over ninety nine percent of people who uh, who died from the virus in Italy were already very sick. That's what they're claiming. I don't yeah, they it. said
0: that a lot of them had diabetes or some other bad health problem. And it seems to be men, like, right? Wasn't it mostly?
1: It was mostly men in China, you know why men? that
2: is? Mostly no men have smoke. died from it in China because they all oh, smoke. Oh yeah, that's what that's Andy exactly said right. last week. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, Andy brought that up last. It's very week. stark. 50% of Chinese men smoke but only 4% of Chinese women. That's wow. Really? I wild. know it's a it's a huge cultural disparity there it's and that's
4: pretty it's pretty common though in the Asian countries. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah, the, the men, yeah. men I think all that's smoke. That's one of the reasons the why go. their air
0: quality is so bad.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, if, even in Turkey when I was there, they used to have like chai tea gardens
5: mm-hmm. where yeah. only
4: men were allowed and it was for them to just go have tea and smoke like mm-hmm. that was that was the
0: whole purpose well think
2: about america you know 60 years ago you know and did any men not smoke oh did, everybody yeah did. yeah
0: and any you walk into any bar or a restaurant oh, with yeah. a bar and oh, it was yeah. just a blue haze everywhere yep. in the 60s yes. i remember
3: and it was it wasn't <laughs> common, but it wasn't unusual. You would see baseball players, major leaguers, smoking in the dugout between innings. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still remember oh, yeah. smoking oh, yeah.
2: sections in restaurants.
3: There's a, there's a famous picture, mm-hmm. I think from the first okay. Super Bowl. Who was the quarterback? There's a picture of him. He's on the sideline. In
2: the first the, Super Bowl ever? There's, there's a ever? bottle of
3: Fresca underneath of him, and he's uh, hoofing down a camel. That would have
1: been is the it, very first Super Bowl was it, Green I'm, Bay and Kansas so City. So who were the quarterbacks? Why do I think Bart Starr for Green Bay. Who was the other one? Uh, Len Dawson? I think oh, it was it Len is, Dawson. I think it is Len Dawson. That's exactly who it was. You're right, because I remember that picture. He's got a bottle of Fresca under the bench, and he's hitting the heater. <laughs> 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 I remember that now, Doug. That's yeah. a great yeah, memory. I found it. You found the picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lenny Toss hitting the
2: SIG at the Super Bowl <laughs> well, on the bench. That's everyone smoked uh, back then. It's <laughs> pretty amazing when you think of it, though. I remember when I was just a little
3: kid, I was that. probably four or five, I had uh, Red Sox PJs that I wore all the time. I just loved them. But on the breast pocket, it had a Lucky Strike patch. Yep, This is for a five-year-old
2: kid. Oh, there you go. <laughs> lucky Strike, baby. Well, the Flintstones used to advertise... Uh, Winston's, I think. Oh, did they really? Wow. Is, it, is that what remember, it is? Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Cigarette yep. should, yep. Winston tastes good there like go. a cigarette should. I still
0: remember all those Marlboro ads. <laughs> Marlboro
1: Man? All right.
0: Yeah. Marlboro Man, yeah. Tons of them all the time on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to find out something now, if this was just an inner city thing or if it was across the country for teenage boys. And actually it actually was like 12, 13-year-old boys. The the letters on a Lucky Strike pack of cigarettes. Remember the letters on the on the pack. Mm-hmm. And they used to be in the commercial too. As a matter of fact, it was L S M F T. Right.
3: Yeah, I do remember
0: okay. that. Okay.
1: Okay, you remember that? Yeah. You remember? Did, did, what did they What did they say it stood for in your neighborhood? Because it wasn't Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, which is actually <laughs> what it did mean. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. What did it
3: mean in the inner city where I grew up? Well, see, when I was five, I was in the uh, wilds of Wellesley, Massachusetts, with all the cake eaters, so we didn't have any really hood there. Have so you're going to ju- have to carry this one yourself. So, Lucky Strike.
1: Every pack said L-S-M-F-T. Stood for Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, but not in my neighborhood. In my neighborhood for 12- and 13-year-old boys, it stood for Loose Strap means floppy tit.
2: <laughs> hmm. Clever. That's a. Tw- There's a twelve-year-old So year old
0: boy. clever. So yeah. clever. Anytime a- <laughs> you can work in some sort of uh, breast, breast or female reference. anatomy, or yeah. a yeah. fart yep. joke, <laughs> or
1: a <laughs> fart joke. Year right. Or a fart joke. You're absolutely right. You Got to work that in there. It
0: works for fun.
1: Sarah, are you going to be? Uh, are you going to be on for uh, car selling secrets as well?
3: Yeah, she is. She's my uh, I'm her ride, so I guess she's we're stuck. We're joined in the Oh,
1: so you're <laughs> stuck you're stuck with them, so that's good. Do you know a lot about cars?
4: Do I? We've had fourteen Do of them. Do <laughs> I?
1: <laughs> fourteen.
4: Yeah, Well, I think that's good.
1: So. Things are going well. Things are going very, very well. I'm glad to hear things are going so well if you got fourteen cars. hmm Now how about Melissa? Do you know a lot about cars?
4: I know decent amount, but not great. Not like not like is it great that... Yeah,
3: I not don't like know. And not like Doug. Nobody's like. And Doug. our marketing director will be a very interesting guy. I think he's going to be super. Who's coming in? Yeah. Colton Ray. You haven't met. Colton oh, Colton's yet. coming in. Okay, I have not met Colton. Andy met him a uh, couple weeks ago. Did I? Oh, yeah. One when there. we had the uh, oh, he was podcast one of those promotional people okay. come in. Yeah.
1: Well, we'll take a break right here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you want to come back and get started at uh, like right a quarter after? Yeah, well, it's it's up to you. That's to it's Andy, good. sure. June, okay. what's wrong? We'll be back and we'll be back with part two with the family. <laughs>